Welcome to the Good Life EDU podcast presented by the Nebraska ESU Coordinating Council. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the latest in digital learning across Nebraska and around the country. All right, I'd like to welcome everybody back for another episode of the Good Life EDU podcast. And today, I'm grateful that I get a chance to visit with Lainey Rowell. I'm grateful every day, to be quite honest, um, but especially today as we're going to have a chance to talk about her recent book, Bold Gratitude, and really focus in on that topic. And so Lainey joined us uh, about a year ago as we had the opportunity to explore her book, Evolving with Gratitude. And now Lainey's back with this interactive journal, which I have and have had the opportunity to start to engage in and, and go through, and I just absolutely love it. And so we're going to have a little bit of an exploration of that work and just focusing in on gratitude as our school year begins. And so Lainey, thank you so much for joining us for today's conversation. Well, thank you for having me back. What an honor. I, I return. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is important. And I, I would just say on a very personal level, I'm someone who loves like habit trackers, daily devotionals. I'm someone who likes to kind of get in that rhythm of making sure that I'm intentional with taking time on a daily to invest in the things that help me stay grounded. And, and we'll kind of get to gratitude, savoring some of the things that we'll talk about later. Uh, and so this text certainly does that. What the heck has happened between last year and this year? We're already back with this interactive journal. Is this kind of evolution of the previous work? Well, though, I, I appreciate that question because it is quite a quick turnaround to come out with the journal. But to be honest, I actually knew I wanted to do this as I started to write Evolving with Gratitude. And so my lifelong best friend, Allison Liu, you'll see her name on the cover of this one, but she actually designed the cover of Evolving with Gratitude. And as she was designing that cover, I just kind of gave her a little wink and I said, just so you know, I think there's something else coming and I'm not doing it unless you do it with me fully as in I will write it and you will design it. And so that was that was kind of how that happened. And so I have the activities in there and then she makes it really visually engaging. And I'm just very excited about that. So. Well, I love that element of it as well as someone who does uh, appreciate the aesthetics and it does help me stay engaged by seeing the different fonts, the different activities. Uh, you can even tear pages out and do origami and different, uh, you know, I, I love the diversity of the activities. And so maybe that's a place that I'll start. How do you get ready for a book like this? I would assume that you've yourself had to have experienced a number of different things, like I mentioned previously, right? Habit trackers, et cetera. Yeah. Well, so I just wanted to also acknowledge that you are definitely part of what inspires a book like this. Empowered to Choose is your book, right? And that was a huge part of what we wanted out of this journal was we wanted it to have a lot of choice because while a habit tracker and while all these other, you know, self-affirmations and things like that might work for some people, they might not be perfect for everyone. And so we wanted to, and I really do think you helped me kind of hone in on this idea of how do we kind of, you talk about it in the context of learning of like build that experience backpack, right? And so that's what we're trying to do with this is I wanted to put in as many different types of gratitude, interactive experiences that you could have that, you know, a, a traditional journal is here's a prompt, write a response. Here's a prompt, write a response. So we wanted to make it about choice, but also giving a way to 
experience it in a guided way and then you could take it more open-ended later on and so that was really I don't know I'm curious to hear your thoughts if we did an okay job with that but it was to universally design and put as much voice and choice in there while also offering support and guidance and that's why on the cover I say that I'm your gratitude guide <laughs> uh, you know now that you say that that is it certainly lands with me on that level 100 <laughs> percent in that I love the uh, different strategies because I I personally appreciate experiencing ones that I'm familiar with, ones that I like, ones that I can say this isn't for me, but I'm sure it is for someone. And then really start to hone in on the things that are going to really fill my bucket uh, and to help support my efforts towards remaining in that state of really being mindful of my my own gratitude. And so, uh, yes, like this is certainly a text that does that. Uh, and I'm excited to continue to add new strategies to my toolbox as I go through bold gratitude. So very much so. And I don't even know if I answered your question because I got, as we were talking, I got so excited about making the connection to your book. So if I didn't answer the question, please feel free to ask it again. But, you know, I want to give a shout out to Greater Good Science Center because they have really opened up my eyes as to all the different gratitude practices out there. And so that was a big part of it. Some of the practices in here are ones that I learned about from them some from Dr. Robert Emmons, you know, all these different sources for these different practices. And so I just wanted to, to capture it in one place that would hopefully be flexible enough and interactive enough that people could enjoy it and make it their own. And it certainly is. And I, I kind of zoom out, I think a little bit at this point, and it's great that we started there so that folks that are listening in know what to expect when they open the text and to be excited about those pieces. But just to get back to foundationally your work with gratitude, right? Can you give us a little bit of your backstory, uh, the lens with which you view that? I know that our listeners who joined us a year ago maybe had the opportunity at that time to hear this, but you know what? doesn't hurt to revisit it. And there are a lot of folks maybe listening that, that are not familiar, Lainey. So if you could start there. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't want to be too redundant. So I, I go much more into depth in our first conversation about gratitude, but I will just say that it was definitely the pandemic that launched me into this deep dive of gratitude. And so really an awakening during shutdown of how there were things that I had totally taken for granted, how I needed to be more aware of all the gifts that I have been given and acknowledge that it's often the the result of others doing for me. And so it was a time where I just kept getting these signals and signposts that were like, you need to look at this more. And whether it was, you know, coming across Laura Kelly Finucci's poem, When This Is Over, which is in the book, Evolving with Gratitude, and I still really hits home, you know, all these things that we we're taking for granted and then we're in shutdown and we don't get to do things like a handshake with a stranger or go to the store and there's full shelves and all these things. So that was part of it. There was also, you know, I gave gratitude jars out to all of my neighbors during the pandemic and I got some really interesting feedback like, oh my gosh, this made a big difference. Obviously we were doing it in our home and it made a big difference for us. And then you know, George Kuros invited me to write a chapter for Because of a Teacher. And that was this very public display of gratitude for a, a leader, Monique, who had done a lot for me in my career. That was so powerful. I went on to write an article for Edutopia about the power of gratitude. And it was just so interesting that I wouldn't, I would get these like direct messages from people like, gratitude, this is critical. Like, this is so important. And it was just this profound response from people that I wasn't expecting. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's more to learn. So I, I keep learning. <laughs> and then I keep sharing what I learn. 
Well, and you set up a question that I was actually hoping to to pivot to here next. Do you feel that as you kind of peel back the layers of this, then that you find greater depth and nuance to the term and ways to kind of keep it front of mind, I guess, as you, because you pressed into this, not just through the first book, but obviously now through the second in an interactive journal. So what are some of those key takeaways? I love the word nuance. And I think that what keeps me focused on gratitude, keeping it in the forefront is that it's a universal, it's so profoundly important, but we are all so unique and dynamic and context can come into play. And so sometimes there's different seasons in our lives and maybe even just a different day in our life where it might hit a little differently. And so to me, that's been kind of part of the interesting thing about it is how am I, as I'm cultivating a grateful disposition, you know, how am I walking into this experience? How am I having this interaction? And it's different from day to day. And so if you were to ask me, you know, what does gratitude mean? I I can give you the definition from Dr. Robert Emmons and, and other social scientists, but you know, what it means to me in the particular moment could shift. And it could be like, if you ask me right now, I would say, it means, you know, we're recording this in the summer. I don't know when it'll go out or when people will listen, but my kids are fully out of camps, out of school, <laughs> like they've got some time. And so for me, gratitude is taking a moment to pause and be like, okay, I, I got back late last night on a flight from, as you've been doing, traveling and working with educators across the country. And I get to lean into this week where I don't actually go on the road this week. This is my first week that I'm not on the road. Well, I was on the road yesterday, but I'm not on the road the rest of the week. And I'm going to lean into this time where I can be grateful to have this quality time with my kids because that busyness of the school year is going to start up and I'm not going to get that, that time to really just enjoy being with my kids. So I don't know if I answered that question well, but that's what I'm thinking about. (laughs) No, that's. That was great. Yeah. And in Nebraska here, which is always so interesting as we chat with folks from all over, uh, my kiddos have been in school for a week already, almost as of the time we're recording this. And it just is different in, in so many different places where that startup time is at. And so different things to be grateful for, you know, as they start their school year and, and those experiences. And I, uh, I am going to go a little more nuanced in because in there you said that uh, it can kind of be different, different times. And you, I think you use the phrase being in a grateful disposition. And I want to sort of contrast that a little bit that we don't have to with being grateful in a moment. Mm-hmm. And so here's the question I'm going to have then is to say that happiness is to joy as being grateful in a moment is to being of a grateful disposition. I think that's what I want to say there. Well, that's an interesting take on it. So potentially, I see where you're going with that. Where I come at that from is, again, and I mentioned this the first time I was on your talk about gratitude, is I am just really thankful to Dr. Robert Emmons, who has been studying the science of gratitude for 25 years. He is a pioneer. I don't think there's anyone who has studied it as long or as in-depth as him. And he's really the one that got me to understand the difference between feeling grateful and being grateful. So we have kind of this social contract. We're polite. Uh, If I drop my pen and someone picks it up, I'll say thank you. They'll say you're welcome. And we'll have this like moment of gratitude. And it's perfectly lovely, right? But it's also a fleeting thing. 
emotions are fleeting. That's an experience that will just kind of drift away and doesn't make it not lovely. But what I'm trying to cultivate is a grateful disposition. I believe I have it, but I believe I also need to work at it to maintain it. And so the way that Dr. Emmons describes it, it's the difference between I feel grateful and I am grateful. So gratitude being the prism that I see every experience through, that I live my life through. And so that is definitely something that brings me happiness and joy. And so I think that's that's what I'm striving for, right? And I think I shared this on the previous time we got to talk about this. You know, we all have a set point of happiness. When I get to work with educators, I'll ask them, you know, think about how happy are you on a scale of one to 10? Do you think on average you're a four? Are you a six? Are you a 10? If you're a 10, that's intense. But, you know, good. I still want to hang out with you. (laughs) You might smile all the time. I don't know. But, you know, whatever our set point of happiness is, we, we have things that happen to us. We have situations and circumstances that happen to us. And maybe we get a bump in that happiness, but we will return to our set point of happiness. And then if the good news is when something bad happens, it's called the hedonic treadmill, what brings us back up to our set point, what takes us down to our set point. So it's, it's good and it's bad because it's going gonna, it's gonna to level us out. And sometimes that means taking us down, but sometimes that means bringing us back up. But when we practice gratitude, and this is what the research has shown, is we can actually increase that set point of happiness up to 25%. So that's a big gains, right? And that is why I am so proud of evolving with gratitude. And in particular, the stories from the contributors. I wanted to create something super actionable that would accompany that. So I've had people say that they keep, I have one person who said she keeps evolving with gratitude by her bedside. She's had it for over a year, but she keeps it there so she can reread the stories, right? So in evolving with gratitude, you're going to get like the science and the, you know, this is why we should do it. This is the benefits and all that. And then these beautiful stories from the educators And I just knew I didn't have room to also make it like, and you could do this and you could do this and you could do this. And so that was the intention behind bold gratitude. What can we do on a regular basis and keep it fresh? Because for some people, they tap out of gratitude journals because it gets a bit redundant, right? It's like, okay, I've seen the prompt I've written. And most gratitude journals, the prompts repeat. You get maybe 10 different prompts and then they start to rotate again. So we wanted to make that super, super different here. And there's actually, Andrew, I know you have the journal. So I don't know if you, you've done this part yet because there's so many different activities in there. You might not have even done this yet. But when it does get to prompts, it's like we just say pick your prompt. And I list like 15 prompts. And then pick one to write about. And Tara Martin did it a really creative way. She cut them up. We actually encouraged cutting of the journal, which I know traumatizes some people even just to think about. Um, But she cut them up to strips and dropped them into a mason jar. And then she just picks it out. You know, when she it's time to do her journaling, she just picks it out. And like, that's going to be her prompt for the day. But you don't have to. You can do it however you want. And I love that. And I do, I do have it and it's here in front of me. And it even says in here, this journal has something for everyone. You can fill in the blanks. There's creative activities, inspiring quotes, prompts that make you go, hmm, uh, (laughs) reflections and intentions. And then I thought it was pretty savvy too, to have a permission slip at the start that you give yourself to lean into this. uh, And by yourself, I mean, as the the person interacting with a book, um, not to give too much away, right? I mean, check out the book, but to be cheesy, right? And and to doodle and to just own it and make it your own. And and if you're Tara, cut the book up, I guess, apparently. (laughs) So 
<laughs> we do. And it's so funny because I've gotten some people that are like that the idea of even writing in the book is a bit jarring to them. So I have one friend, Nikki Jones, who she loves transparent post-it notes. And I don't know if you're familiar with these, but these are like a really cool little office supply that I only have known about for like a few months. And it's just that you take the post-it note and you place it on the book and you write it. And then you're not actually writing in the book, but you can see everything in the book still. So I thought that was was really, really cool. So yeah. And I just have to say, thank you for the comment about the permission slip, because that was the very last thing I added. Really? The very last thing I added. So that permission slips is a practice that I do whenever I'm working with, with adults for sure. And it's often one that I do with kids as well as a welcoming inclusion activity. And so I was like, I feel like this needs to go. I know it's a gratitude focus, but I feel like there's something to do with gratitude and giving yourself permission. And so that was another thing that I feel like proud of in this journal is that it's bringing a lot of different things in here that we wouldn't explicitly think of as gratitude focused. And so I hope people like that as well. So I love this, right? So we have a couple, if you're listening in and you're going, I'm going to buy some of these post-it notes for yourself, <laughs> for your students, right? So there, there's one thing you'd take away, this idea of a permission slip uh, that you could have as a part of a training or a class, uh, whatever it is that, that you might lead professionally or personally. And then I would even say too, that piece of the permission slip I had a connection with conversations I've had around alternate reality games and game-based learning experiences where it's encouraged that the student or the person participating actually sign up to be a part of the experience and not forced to take part in the game if they're at school and the level of intrinsic buy-in that that sort of allows, right? And so is that certainly an element of this too? Yeah, I love that you, and, and I don't know if we've said this on here yet, but the journal is designed for tween and above, but we've actually had a lot of people taking the practices and doing them as a family and in and, and a classroom and, and going even younger than that. But I so love what you are talking about, about it really should be, I don't want to force gratitude on anyone, adult or kid. So it really should be about like, you have the permission to do this. And I recently wrote an article for Edutopia where I was talking about firm goals and flexible means. The firm goal being like, we want you to notice the things, but how you capture that, how you experience it, there needs to be a lot of choice in that. And so we're trying to cultivate these positive characteristics. And, you know, there's, there's a famous quote by Cicero, gratitude is not, not only the greatest of all virtues, but the parent of all others. I feel like I completely butchered that quote, but it's something along those lines. <laughs> and, and so I love what you're saying about, you know, we can't be talking about voice and choice. And then it's like, and you will do this. And so it really is about giving yourself permission to do this. I'm going to offer this to you. I think you should do this because I We've got the science to back up that this is going to be really beneficial. It's going to improve your well-being. It's going to nurture relationships and it's going to activate learning. We want you to do this for that reason. But where you go from after us offering the practices is really up to the individual. Gosh, you are really hitting upon one of the pieces of personalized learning that sometimes I get on a roll about, and I'm not going to go there too much, but it is the idea of, hey, we're going to goal set today. Here's your goal. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on a second. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. And then you wonder why students are pushing back on it. But um, yeah. that's not for today's conversation. But that that's very much in line with what you're sharing there. Uh, you know, and going through this too, as you are talking about 
uh, it being for tweens, my daughter, who is just starting middle school right now, yeah. which is crazy, uh, has had journals before and tired of them um, for, fairly quickly because of the routine strategies. So I could totally see this working with her. And, and this is a conversation that even I, I was reading through here, a quote that you have from Oprah Winfrey that says, be thankful for what you have and you'll end up having more. And if you concentrate on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. And this is really at the heart of a conversation I just had with my nine-year-old son the other day <laughs> as he got like three snacks in a day that his sister got four and he was just so frustrated. How dare there, this was so unfair. Uh, and we had to have this whole conversation about, you should be grateful for the three sweets that you got, which was way in excess for us on that given day. But I, I think to this point at any age, these are things that we can be talking about and trying to grow uh, in our obtainment of that grateful disposition. Yeah, because whether you're Oprah Winfrey, and I imagine, you know, obviously Oprah has done a lot of work on herself over the years. Like that's actually part of her job is to this continuous improvement and well-being is just kind of part of her brand. And I think that a lot of people who have risen to the level of fame and accomplishment, similar to Oprah, have gotten to that mountaintop and have realized like I'm not quite there yet like I am not happy Oprah's been doing a gratitude journal for decades now but I think there are people who when they get the things that they're like I'll be happy when this happens I'll be that happy when this happens and they get to that point where they thought okay I'm now making the amount of money that I needed to be happy or I've accomplished this thing that I needed to be happy and they realize it's not enough and so I think that's a big part of where this Oprah quote is coming from. It's like, you have to focus on what you have. There's always going to be someone who, I mean, I just think of this personally, like there's always going to be someone better looking than me, smarter than me, wealthier than me. Like that's just how it is. And so I have to stop. The comparisons are really, really terrible. <laughs> there's, there's really not a lot of great that comes from comparing. The only comparison that I like to do is comparing Laney today to Laney yesterday to Laney a month ago to Laney a year ago. And I hope I'm better tomorrow than I am today. But that comparison with other people, that just usually leads to a comparison hangover. I try to avoid that. Well, and what better way to support that continual personal growth than to be in the habit of focusing on these things on a regular basis. And so I think this certainly lives lives that out. And Maybe quickly before we go, can we kind of speak a little bit to, there are some subsections to the book, uh, which will hopefully paint for readers a little better sense of what to expect. We know that there's going to be a myriad of activities, but those are structured uh, into subsections. And so speak to that a little bit, I guess, for folks that, that are interested. Yeah. So this was really fun. So Evolving with Gratitude has three sections, gratitude with kids, gratitude with peers, and gratitude with the world. And so this journal is designed for everyone. It's not specific to education or educators. And so the three sections for this one are gratitude for happiness, gratitude with my peeps, and gratitude with the world. And so that gratitude for happiness, which might be where that Oprah one came from, but there's there's plenty of quotes in there besides the Oprah one. And that's really thinking about what can I do to cultivate this grateful disposition so that I am happier, so that, you know, my own well-being is improved. And so really that first one is about improving your own well-being. 
Obviously, the other two are also going to improve your well-being, but the shift is to, in the gratitude with peeps, is nurturing those relationships. Again, win-win, we still get to improve our well-being, but we're going to focus on nurturing those relationships. And then gratitude with the world really is a more of a pro-social focus. How can I go out into the world and spread that positivity and not in like a good vibes only kind of way that good vibes are great but that word only when you put that on there now you're starting to deny people their feelings you might be denying your own feelings so it's not it's not only good vibes good vibes are great and we want to spread them and I will just tell you that as I was coming back from Kalamazoo Michigan last night and my original flight which by the way I do direct flights as often as possible but not going to happen last night and my Kalamazoo to wherever I was at Minneapolis <laughs> gets delayed three hours. I'm going to miss my connection. I'm not making it home that night. So I go up to the ticket agent and I know she is having a rough time because there's all sorts of people having travel problems. So I just go up to her and I'm just as nice as can be. And I'm just like, I'd really love your help getting home. And she's doing everything she can to get me home. And as I walk away, I drop this little thank you card that I had written for her. I carry these little tiny ones in my, my wallet. And I had just written on the back, thanks for helping me get home. And her face completely transformed. She just lit up. She was so just appreciative of being seen for doing, yes, it's technically her job, but it's hard. And there's not, I, I often say there's not a lot of joy at airports. Like there used to be like the arrivals gates and people would be welcoming to their home. And there would be some moments of joy that we would see in airports now with all the delays and everything. It's not so great. So gratitude with the world is like, how can we go out there? And even in these just like micro interactions that we have with strangers, how can we show them some gratitude? And it's a pro-social thing. It's contagious. It will go on to make this world a better place. Wow, I love that. And I even have just, and I didn't plan on this, I have a little thank you set of post-it notes that I love to sort of leave uh, and take with me and utilize when I can. Uh, and so if people are looking for other things to purchase in terms of this conversation, maybe. Uh, there, we need to set up an Amazon storefront here, Andrew. <laughs> you can find it all in the show notes. Uh, but uh, yeah. those are really nice to have uh, around. And I uh, have not been a school administrator myself, but could see uh, kind of taking that recommendation of yours uh, into the context of a school. I could see getting something like that and having that at your disposal. So as you see good things, you could, you know, peel one of those off and leave it for yeah. a student uh, or set that on a teacher's desk or you leave it in the teacher's lounge, you know, because I do think those little acts as we go throughout our day are important as we interact with the world around us. Yeah. And so Allison designed, she designed these little cutouts. Again, some people will be traumatized by the idea of cutting them out. So I put them on my website and you can print them out and they're just little thank yous. You don't even have to buy the journal. You could do that right now. You could go to laneyorrell.com slash bold gratitude. And we've got these cute little cutouts. You can color them and then just keep them handy and then just drop them on someone's desk. Maybe write a little note on the back. So Love that. So uh, you just mentioned there where to find some of the resources in support of Bold Gratitude and some free resources too. Folks are looking to to access those. And that would be a place to just learn more and follow along with your story and articles and things that you're turning out. Absolutely. And just a huge thank you to Allison Liu, who, like I said, lifelong best friend, but I really wouldn't have done this without her because to me, the interactive part, as I'm putting together these these experiences, these practices, 
the way it would be experienced through design was so important to me. And so I'm just very grateful that she took what I did and made it amazing, <laughs> in my opinion. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I love it as well. And I'm grateful that you took uh, some time to join us today to share the, your message and to share this as a support tool for folks as they uh, commit to this throughout the school year. And so there's not a better time than when you're starting something new to incorporate some habits within that, uh, that will help you to get in the rhythm of making that a solidified practice. So Lainey, thank you so much for your work on this project, for sharing it today and for calling us all, yeah, to be a little bit more grateful and and helping uh, support that with this work. Well, I really appreciate you having me and I couldn't agree more. This is the time of year to really feed into that uh, relationship bank account. Like what can we do to start off this year where we just are totally seeing and valuing and acknowledging the good in others. And so laying that foundation is so important. And I, I can't wait to hear what people do. And please, yes, connect with me. I'm Lainey Rowell across the web and would love to chat with anyone who wants to talk about this or anything else for that matter. <laughs> Well, and thanks for joining us to chat about it on the pod yet again. And who knows, maybe I have to have you back uh, at some point in the future to continue to support people and encourage them with gratitude. Well, I want to talk more about the connection with your book. So maybe that could be another episode where we, we bring that in. <laughs> Sounds great, friend. For sure. We'll have to do that. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. 